If someone has heart disease, you're not going to help that person by giving them a haircut, a makeover, are you? Because their heart is broken. Their heart is captured by sin and rebellion, the Bible says. None of these things that have been suggested so far are capable of dealing with the problem of the human heart. We need new hearts. That's what we need. There's only one person who can do that. There's only one person who can reach inside us and create a new us with a new heart. A heart that is not given to evil, lying, adultery, murder. It's only God who can do that. The third thing we should know from God's word is this. That we are no less guilty than those who perished. Turn with me please to Luke chapter 13. Luke 13. Verse 1. And we read that there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And this event is, is unknown except here in the scriptures. We don't know exactly what happened, but apparently since some Jews came down from Galilee to Jerusalem, Galilee, of course, is where Jesus grew up, Nazareth. And some Jews brought their sacrifices to Jerusalem from Galilee, and Pontius Pilate sent his soldiers. We don't know why. The Galileans were notorious for their insurrections, for their rebellion against the Roman government. We don't know exactly what went on, but Pilate ordered his soldiers to take those Galileans and to slaughter them with their sacrifices, we can picture a heap of bodies, the animal sacrifices and the man who brought those sacrifices, an act of horror, an horrific event, a famous event, so famous that, 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 that someone has come to Jesus, to, Jesus, what do you think about this, this horrible, horrible thing that has happened in the city of Jerusalem? And Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? You see, Jesus knew what what was going on in people's minds. Jesus knew that people were thinking that the reason those Galileans had been put to death by Pilate was that they must have done something terrible. They must have offended God in some terrible way and God used Pontius Pilate as his instrument of justice. Those Galileans must have been very bad men and they got what was coming to them. And Jesus says, do you seriously think that they were worse, worse sinners than you? I tell you, no, he says. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. 
Or, now Jesus himself brings up a current event in Jerusalem. All those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them. And again, we don't know anything else about this event except from what our Lord tells us himself. But in Jerusalem, a tower collapses, 18 people are killed, crushed by this tower, and again people have leapt to the conclusion, Jesus knows, that these must have been very bad people. These 18 must have offended God in some dreadful way, and God has has caused the tower to collapse on them for their, their crime. And Jesus said, do you think that they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Don't be amazed that that tower fell on those 18 people and wonder what dreadful thing they did, Jesus said. Be amazed it didn't fall on you all. It should have fallen on you all. Don't think that that they did something worse than you. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of our hearts have been captured by sin and rebellion against God. You see, a small voice might say, those people, they were Muslims. This is God's judgment on Islam. But hang on. Many Christian congregations have been slaughtered too. Many. I can tell you just about three. 2015, the African Episcopal Church in Charleston. A gunman killed nine people there. Palm Sunday, 2017. Two churches in Egypt, 45 people killed. 45 worshippers gunned down. In Paris in 1572, thousands of Protestants were put to death on St. Bartholomew's Day and the Seine flowed red with their blood. So, being attacked is not in itself a sign of God's condemnation. But to those who said to Jesus, or those who were thinking, those Galileans must have been especially sinful for what happened to them. Those people crushed by that tower must have been especially sinful. Jesus says what? Don't look to their sins. Look to your own. Tragedies like this are not a call to others to repent, Jesus says. Tragedies like this are a call to us to repent. And so we look at what's happened, at this awful tragedy. And if our minds are at all thinking, I hope people out there wake up to themselves and see their rebellion and repent of their sin. Jesus says, look to your own. Look to your own heart. You need to repent, he says. Fourthly and finally, when we encounter suffering like this, we need to know that our Lord Jesus has taken upon himself the suffering of the world. You see, the Son of God wept for the sin of humanity, but did he weep from a distance? Did he weep from a distance? 
He didn't. And, and we are helpless in our weeping, aren't we? We weep for what's happened in, in, in Christchurch this week. But our weeping is it, it, it's powerless to help those who are truly suffering right now. But the Bible says that the Son of God saw our suffering and he did not weep from a distance, but he came and joined us in our suffering. And he took our suffering upon himself. And he took the, the root cause of suffering upon himself. Isaiah said, He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. When people looked at Jesus, they did not see a great general, a magnificent prince, a man loaded with the honours of the world. They saw a man who had no outward beauty or majesty that was attractive to humanity. Why? Because he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Jesus knew the suffering of the world. He dived into the world and suffered with us. And like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities. He carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. This morning, I hope we can see, brothers and sisters, that the Bible very much speaks to this, this awful tragedy of the last week. But tragedy's happening all the time, isn't it? It's happening all the time. And we see it on the news, and you experience it in your own life. Please know the truth that God grieves with those who grieve. He mourns for the suffering of the world. And we see that in the Son of God who wept, who wept for the suffering of humanity. And please know also this morning the cause of these awful things. Let's not be, accept any band-aid solutions. As Christians, we have the answer not because we're brilliant, we're not. It's because we've been given this. We've been given the word of God. And this is the answer to the suffering of the world. And we know that an ad campaign telling people that they must love each other more will do nothing, do nothing to the hearts of sinful humanity. But this will, the truth of God, the powerful word of God will reach in and change the hearts of sinful humanity, and, and it's our job, our commission, to go into the world and to take this to the world. What a terrible thing. Imagine a hospital full of people who are dying, 
And you've got the cure. You've got the cure for those people. And you, you kept it to yourself. Be criminal, wouldn't it? Be criminal. You'd want to take it in there. You'd want everyone to be healed. Brothers and sisters, there is a hospital out there. And it's called the world. And we have the cure. And it's the word of God. It's the gospel. And we can bring it. It changes hearts. It frees people from sin and evil and the suffering that sin and evil causes. And let's not look at, at what's happened last week and let us not even in the slightest imagine that we are any better than anyone else. Our Lord Jesus said, when you, when you see a tragedy, it should drive you to repentance. We need to come to God confessing our sin and pleading for his forgiveness. And finally, know that Jesus has done something about suffering. He came and suffered with us and took our suffering upon his shoulders and dealt with the root cause of sin and evil and all the pain that it brings into this world. He dealt with sin and suffering by the root and we praise him for that. Before we come to the Lord's table, I invite our musicians forward and then we'll come together.